good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? This is a special time of the year when we concentrate on uh, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful time, springtime of the year, where we get to celebrate new life and uh, new hope. And we have that in Jesus Christ, our Savior, and that's related to us in the pages of Scripture. Hope your trust and your faith is firmly fixed on Christ today. What a special time of the year. I always love this time when uh, the snow has melted and we're getting ready to see the buds break out on the trees and uh, we have that promise of new life that's given to us, especially spiritually in the person of Jesus Christ. It is called Passion Week. It's called Passion Week because this is the time of our Lord's suffering. It's when He came to expressly fulfill the Father's command in His life. His appointed task for our Savior was to come and die for the sins of humanity. And Jesus, the Bible tells us, set His face like a flint towards the cross. Nothing would distract Him for that. In fact, uh, the first day of the week, the, the Sunday before His death, Jesus began His trip to Jerusalem. And uh, he knew that soon he would be laying down his life for our sins. And the Bible tells us, as is many preached probably from many pulpits this past Lord's Day, that he was nearing the village of Bethphage, uh, literally the village of unriped figs. Uh, he sent two of his disciples ahead, telling them to look out for a donkey and its unbroken colt. The disciples were instructed to untie the animals and uh, bring them to him. And so the story unfolds that Jesus sat on the young donkey and slowly and humbly began to make his way uh, in his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And I don't want to repeat everything that happened that particular day, but we do know that he was the Lord of all creation and Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9 gives that great prophecy that encourages us and encourage especially the people of Israel to rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See your king coming to you in righteousness and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fold of a donkey. And we read of that tremendous moment when crowds welcomed him and they waved palm branches in the air and they shouted, Hosanna to the son of David, which literally means Lord save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What a moment that must have been. But I, uh, I have remarked even in a message that I preach that our Lord was not distracted by the cheers of the crowd. He was not defeated by the accusations of the Pharisees. Jesus was coming to accomplish a purpose. And he had you on his mind that day when he began that journey to the cross that week. Uh, on Palm Sunday, Jesus and his disciples spent the night in Bethany. He left uh, the city of Jerusalem and he went about two miles, a town east of Jerusalem, and that's where Lazarus, whom Jesus had just recently raised from the dead, and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, lived. They were close friends of Jesus and probably hosted him and his disciples during their final days in Jerusalem. Uh, although they did not know that that's what was going to happen, our Lord knew absolutely that that's what would unfold. 
Jesus' triumphal entry was a, a great moment, a fulfillment of Scripture, a demonstration that He's the Lord of all authority of time and eternity, that He's the Lord of Scripture, that He is the Lord of salvation. Uh, he just demonstrates why we are attracted and run to Him, because in Him we find all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Well, that was the first day of the Passion Week, that triumphal entry uh, that the Lord had been prepared for for quite a while, uh, and now He enters in. Well, Sunday evening, that first day of the week, uh, found the Lord staying out in the village of Bethany, with probably with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Day two, which is Monday, I'm releasing this on a Monday, a Monday of Passion Week, this podcast. And on Monday, we find another set of circumstances that the Lord go, uh, 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 lives out in preparation for that special time. Monday's events are recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All four Gospels record the event. But on Monday of the Passion Week, which is the day that I'm releasing this, we are told about it in Mark chapter 11 and verse 15. Uh, but I'll begin with verse 12 because it actually is part of his journey into Jerusalem itself on that Monday. The Bible says this in verse 12 of Mark 11, And on the morrow, meaning the day after the triumphal entry, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. It was a very remarkable instance of the Lord uh, 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 coming past this tree. Uh, the fact that Jesus did not his, use his supernatural power to meet his own needs, to satisfy his own hunger, shows that he really accepted uh, the ordinary limitations of human nature and only used his power to fulfill his mission. Was there something symbolic in cursing the fig tree that represented God's judgment on the spiritually dead religious leaders of Israel? We're not told specifically. Other commentators believe that the symbolism extended to all believers, demonstrating that genuine faith is more than just outwardly religiosity, but true living faith bears spiritual fruit in somebody's life. In that whatever case it might have been, the Lord then curses this fig tree. Well, when Jesus arrives at Jerusalem, it's interesting in verse 15 of Mark 11. And they came, and they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple, which is really just another indication of our Lord's divine purpose in coming to Jerusalem in the first place. Somebody who was going to be a political reformer or revolutionary, or somebody who was going to dislodge the Romans from Jerusalem and kick them out, would have actually gone to the palace. But instead, verse 15, the Bible tells us that Jesus went to the temple. 
Uh, and, the, and the scripture says he began to cast them out that sold and bought in the temple. And he overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he would not suffer any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? But ye have made it a den of thieves." And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. And when even was come, he went out of the city. So Jesus arrives in Jerusalem on Monday of the Passion Week, and he found the courts full of corrupt money changers. What are those? People would be coming to celebrate the Passover, this high and holy day in Israel, and they would not be able to bring livestock with them when they journeyed from such faraway lands. And so they would come with the money that they had from other countries, and they would exchange money there. And the money changers were corrupt and would shortchange the people and in the exchange rate, and they were just crooks. And so the Bible says that Jesus began overturning their tables, clearing the temple out, and saying, my, te my house, temple is a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. And so Monday was preoccupied with our Lord then, the day before, uh, uh, the day after he came as king. Now he's coming in as the high priest, and he is cleaning house. Um, this bazaar that sold sacrificial animals and taxing the worshipers. Uh, Jesus was going to correct this. Uh, he, was, uh, he was so concerned about the purity of God's house. And the, the scribes and the Pharisees that sought him out wanted to attack the Lord because he attacked their vested interest. But Jesus' uh, teaching never lost freshness it never lost its relevance. And one of the wonderful things about the teaching of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that the Bible says in verse 18 that they sought, while the religious authorities sought to destroy him, they, they feared because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. They were absolutely enraptured with what he was teaching. Oh my folks, today... Let's remember that that's what Christ's Word does. It meets the need of every human heart today. And the Lord once again showed and demonstrated His power and His authority. Well, He went out of the village. He went out of the city once again and went to the village of Bethany again for the evening. And we're going to follow that up Tuesday, the next day in the next podcast. God bless you.